wind comes sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and tonight I am blessed to be joined in the studio at the last second. Thank you so much for joining us by none other than the newest entrepreneur to the local area, Miss Christina. Hello, how are you, darling? I'm good, thank you. So what's the name of your business real quick before we kick this shindig off? Baskets Bespoke. All right, so we're going to be talking to you tonight about where you came from and how you got to where you're at now, because I know that this is something that was totally outside of your comfort zone and you just randomly started it up. Um, One of the coolest things I wanted to note, though, before we get started is when I saw your setup, I literally thought because it looked so good and so together, I was like, what little like packaged home-based business is this? And then when I finally met you, it was like, no, I just started this myself. (laughs) I literally saw the sign and was like, and no, I'm not trying to talk like Ace of Base, saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. But I saw your sign and I thought, baskets be soaked. I thought it was something like Pampered Chef or, you know, anything like that. I really honestly did. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So it looked really solid. So let's go ahead and start with where are you from? I am from, um, well, right now, I live in Chesapeake, Virginia, Okay. but I was born and raised a lot of my life in um, Oklahoma. Nice. What part of Oklahoma? Oklahoma City, a, a little suburb called um, Edmond. Okay. Because yep. you know who my favorite Oklahoma native is? Garth Brooks? Carrie Underwood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just said you don't say the G word here. Sorry. Now, I love his wife, though. I love Trisha Yearwood. So, um, but oh, yes. That, that was a big scandal. I, trust yes. me, I know it was. Yeah. And that makes me sad for her. But yeah. You know what's funny, though? I was just watching a show and um, Leanne Rimes was on it. And she was another one that had a huge scandal with the way that she met her now husband. So it's something with country music, yeah, I no. guess. But yep. so she, um, I know that Carrie hails from Chicota, Oklahoma. So I don't know if you happen to know where that is, but that's I know that much because she has a whole song about it. So in any case, you're from Oklahoma. How did you go about um, going from Oklahoma to here? Did you spend your whole childhood in Oklahoma? Oh, well, actually, I am um, a military brat. Okay. I'm from my mom and dad were both in the Air Force. And uh. um, my dad retired from the Air Force and went civilian as an air traffic controller. Okay. My mom, um, so I, I traveled around with my mom a lot. She stayed. And then when I was about eight years old, she went part-time reserves and she settled in, at Tinker Air Force Base in okay. Oklahoma. And when you're reserves, you don't have to travel as much. So that's why I would say from, let's see, eight to 21, I believe it is that I, um, I was in Oklahoma. And then my mom, uh, after I graduated, my mom and dad did split and um, she, she moved uh, to General Dynamics Oh, it's okay. Like the military yep. contractor. Yep. Yeah. So when after she retired, she was there. So I, I did. I had a child, and um, it was just me and and my daughter. So I decided to kind of leave everything and try a new life out here in Virginia. And that's how I, I really. Got here. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So what year are we talking that you moved um, over here? Um, I think it was two thousand. 2002. Okay. Yep. So 2002, um, you move over here. How old was your daughter at the time? She was a couple couple months. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so you move over here. What was the draw to you about being here versus where you were? Just something new? Uh, well, um, kind of. It was like a new life. Okay. I, um, I wasn't quite 
I, I wasn't expecting to be a mom. And okay. so that's totally different than the college party scene that I was used to. And so I kind of wanted to be next to my mom. How old were you when you had your first daughter? 21. Or your first child, rather. 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fresh out of college. Yes. Okay. And you graduated. I did. So what was your degree? What college did you go to? Um, I went to two. I went to uh, Oklahoma State University, and then I graduated from University of Central Oklahoma. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with the bachelor's? Yes. And it's a bachelor's in? Accounting. Accounting. So you left there, you came out here, and did you find an accounting job right away out here in Virginia? I did. It was it was tough. I went through a, um, a temp agency. Okay. And that's what those temp agencies, they put you in, um, they, they're the ones that put me in kind of a bigger company and where I was able to go full time and then move up from there. Okay. Yeah. But it, but it only lasted a year until I, um, I met my husband and, and, um, we got married. I had a second child and it was actually cheaper to stay home with, with both kids. Oh, isn't it always that yes. way? It's <laughs> so time. crazy. So that's, that's how I, I actually became a stay-at-home mom. Wow, one, that's awesome. One year. So now, from what I hear, obviously, I have no experience with that kind of life. Um, I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. A shocker <laughs> to all my listeners, I'm sure. Um, I hear that's the best job possible, though, to be a stay-at-home mom, if you're able. Yes, if that's something you want to do. I absolutely, I've always wanted to be. So um, I, that was a dream job. That's so awesome. So you're able to be a stay-at-home mom. So you you started working in 2002, mm-hmm. and you stopped in what year? It was be about uh, probably a year and a half. So 2003. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is you basically <laughs> didn't really launch into a full throttle career. Like you started to. I started to. And then you just like met your husband and stopped. Yes. And decided that you were able to be a stay-at-home mom, so you were going to pursue that. Yes. Okay. So you did that. You were a stay-at-home mom. Your husband is what? What does he kind of do? He works for uh, Delphix, Inc. It's a startup company out in um, out in – Silicon Valley. And okay. So he works from home. Okay. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the uh, he he's a vice president of um, customer experience and okay. the learning. He does a lot of training. He's very good at that. So how did you two meet? <laughs> on the smoking dock. Well. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you meet uh, meet sitting on the dock of the bay. I guess it was something similar. So so what, <laughs> what's funny is I was in accounting. I was actually a staff accountant. Okay. And if you don't know what that is. A lot of people think that I'm in charge of, you know, paychecks, and that's actually payroll. And he was really nice to me. <laughs> and he said, he told he told his friend, I'm I'm really nice to her because she signs my paychecks. <laughs> so you were like, well, no, actually, but no, sure, but, but yes, you can go ahead and keep being nice to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. So you guys met, and you decided that that's where you were going to go instead. So you got pregnant, and you had the kid, mm-hmm. and so you were stay at home mom. So. What we're leading up to is how long were you just able to be totally focused on being a stay-at-home mom? Because I know privy to this, uh, I've been privy to a conversation prior to us talking now that, you know, you were um, somewhere else here recently. So how long were you just able to be a stay-at-home mom before you were a caretaker? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, let's see. Until my kids were um, 16 and 18. Um, Which is lovely. It is, yes. It, but it's not always, you know, easy. It's not always what you want to do. There was a lot of times when I was like, man, I, I could have really 
launched my career. Right. I could really, you know, what, what happens if, you know, my husband can't work for whatever reason. And then here's me with what one year experience as an accountant. And that kind of puts a lot of women in a vulnerable position. Yeah. So that most definitely. Yeah. So th- those thoughts went through my mind. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So you don't necessarily have regrets so much as you were just getting a little bit deep in thought about, well, hmm, did I, is this the right thing? Did I do the right thing kind of thing? Is that what you were thinking? Oh, yeah. I thought about that, you know, a lot. But at the end of the day, I actually loved being, being a stay at home. I loved taking care of the house. And also, in order to uh, support what my husband was doing, I needed to do that because he had to up and move. We had to up and move a lot because he was contracting for a while. Okay. And it was easier for me to just make sure, especially he's working from home. Right. And then you have two kids. Someone actually, you know, is going to have to take care of the kids during meetings during. And so it was just easier. And he also had to travel. Mm -hmm. And in that is why I, um, it just worked out really well for us. And I think it's important to note at this at this juncture, because we're about to actually uh, take a break for one second, um, that, you know, I think that a lot of people mistake because of all of this, you know, like female empowerment and, you know, women's rights and activism and stuff like this, that they're, it's okay to be a stay-at-home mom. It's okay to want to be a mother that's able to raise her kids. It doesn't make make you any less of a woman or less of a person. You know, you can still pursue that maybe later. And I think what's really cool about your story is that's kind of the cornerstone that you're at now. Yes. You're at that point now. So we're going to go ahead and take a, a break for a moment for our sponsors, and we will be right back. Sitting on a darker bay, wasting time. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother Welcome back. So we were talking about how it was okay for, you know, it's okay for anybody. I mean, even there's dads out there, believe it or not. There's dads out there that are stay-at-home dads, and that's also by choice. So I just, I feel like it's looked down upon now with where we're at in society, which really sucks. But to go ahead and buck that trend, you went ahead, you did the the thing that you really wanted to do. It wasn't even yes. due diligence, honestly. It was just that that's what you wanted. I did. So you did that because you could have had latchkey kids. I could have. Yeah. Yes. And you also said your husband was away a lot. He was. And he was very supportive of, of whatever I wanted to do. At one point, I actually tried. Um, I went to work at um, a bank for about, I think it was four months, but it, we found it just didn't work well. I, you know, did you have childcare and stuff at that time? Like how old were the kids? Well, they were young, uh, five and seven. So it, no, we didn't have childcare because my husband works from home as well. Okay. You know, he's remote. And when that happens, you, he also acts as, you know, the babies, the caretaker, you know, while trying to talk with customers and right and that it's just with the five and we were in an apartment oh yeah and you said he was working from home too yes yeah so, so he's like i you know i'm having a hard <laughs> time doing this so either we either need to get daycare and then I, once again you're at a point where the the job isn't going to cover that you know right so it's tough i think it's tough too especially like i keep saying you know women are just put in such a tough spot women in general are put in such a tough spot you know sometimes i feel blessed that i was born with feminine qualities but as 
a man because mm-hmm. then I'm expected to just go and constantly accomplish stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure on me to like, so when are we going to have grandkids? <laughs> when, where's the kids at? You know what I mean? <laughs> Gay or not, it doesn't even matter. I don't have that kind of pressure on me. <laughs> right. It's just unfair, yeah. you know? So I, I think I think it's amazing. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She ended up going back to school herself. And I actually, now that we're kind of on the trajectory of where your story's headed, I kind of can see some similarities there because I think that was something that she was concerned about. But she luckily had my father who was constantly supportive of that. And mm-hmm. I think your husband, I mean, luckily you'd already gone to college, mm-hmm. so you had that. Yes. But I think your husband was supportive of the fact that you could either be a stay-at-home mom or not, but he wasn't going to pressure you either way. It was just going to be based on whatever made the most sense. Right. So that's excellent. Yeah. So you tried to go back to work. So then you're like, forget it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go back to being PTA mom and mom of the year, yes. soccer mom of my life. Yes. So at what point... Did things start to turn and you started to see that now the kids are old enough and you have this caretaker situation that came about? When did the stuff happen within your family that you needed to start taking care of? Was it your grandmother? Yeah, me and my grandmother are are very close. And um, she lived in a assisted living a couple miles away from where I live now. And um, I would go and visit her. I absolutely love hanging out with the elderly. Okay. I, I don't know why it's a thing. I just love to listen to them. I, and, and we're very close. Okay. So I would go and hang out with her and some of the, the people that work there. And then, um, but during the pandemic, they wouldn't let me see her. Oh, terrible. And she was 92 years old and she was sharp as a tack and, and she was full of life. And then I, I realized that after um, a couple months of not seeing her, that um, she started going downhill a lot. And I think that being around her family is kind of what gave her that life, gave her that spunk. And so when that was taken away, she really did. She went she went downhill. Oh, that kind of makes sense. I guess I didn't really think about that. But if there's yeah. family members out there that are in um, a, like a retirement facility mm-hmm. and now they can't have visitors. Yeah. That is, I mean, they do say that when, um, as people get older, either if they're married and their spouse passes, mm-hmm. then they kind of lose the momentum mm-hmm. and start to go ahead and go downhill as well because mm-hmm. it's kind of like well they're gone so now I'm good yeah. or if they were kind of thriving off of family coming to visit them I guess I could see how that would be Absolutely. something that would affect them as well so that's kind of what happened here yes there was and then um when I would talk to her on the phone you could just tell that some of those words weren't coming as quick mm. as they should and I wouldn't say you know she didn't die by covid but you know she was a victim of um you know the the side effects of what of what the pandemic and ever all and I understand, you know, I don't hold anyone account responsible, right? Because but they all had to stay in their rooms. Well, and how long had she been in this facility? Um, couple a year. A oh, year. a year. Okay. Yeah. So she went in there and pretty much like it. The pandemic hit and she just started going downhill rapidly. Yes. Wow. So that happened, and I uh, when. I would I did I was able to go see her when she was on hospice. Okay. And I noticed that the life was kind of leaving her. And I even asked cuz uh, we had very candid talks and I asked her. I said, "Grandy, are you leaving me?" And she said she just gave me that knowing look and said, "You know, be the strong one, Chrissy." And that's wow. when yeah, that's when I knew because Normally, when I would ask them something like that, we would always joke. Like when she would end up in the hospital for falling or whatever, I'd be like, "Are you, you know, are you leaving me?" And she'd be like, "Not yet, you know." Or right. I have a date tomorrow. Right. But with that, I could definitely tell. So we, I checked her out, and um, I brought her back to our place, and we made our guest bedroom like her little, 
her little home. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, we got to spend six wonderful weeks with her. Lovely. We, we played... We played games and we watched movies. We watched Golden Girls. We did, and yeah, that's what we did. And her grandson would come in and, and play guitar mm-hmm. for her a lot. Mm-hmm. And my daughter would spend a lot of time just talking. That's wonderful. Yeah. Because how old were the kids at this point? Um, let's see, nine, uh, 18 and just turning 16. Well, and it's cool, too, because it wasn't that she passed because all of a sudden she had some sort of an insane sickness or something. She just, she was there. She had a good full life and her body was ready to roll. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm glad it was peaceful. It was. So with you telling the story as well, that it also turns out that because of this, there was a new passion that kind of started to show its face to you at such an odd time, which was that she's passing and you guys start getting all kinds of what? Yeah. When when she passed, most people know how close I am with her. Okay. And they would send gifts. And what I noticed is that the um, the gift baskets, there were a couple gift baskets in there. And I've always loved gift baskets. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I think everybody loves a gift basket. I know, right? It's <laughs> just something so special about it. And I I won't, I'll never forget the one of the gift baskets I got was a... a COVID gift basket, so it had toilet paper. I was going to say toilet paper and uh-huh. sanitizer. It had a condom, just so that no babies would be made. <laughs> you know, just, you know, make sure you make sure you wear protection. You know, because you, right. you don't want any COVID babies. Oh and my gosh! Yeah, it was just so sweet, and it made me laugh, and it made me smile, and um, that's kind of how it's like. Well, I like gift baskets, and I like to decorate things, and it, one thing turned to another, and it's like, wouldn't that be fun? If I did gift baskets. Now, this wasn't that you kind of started to turn this into a thought process for a business because you had to go back to work. No, Were yeah, you no. just already kind of starting to get bored, like stir crazy? Your kids are older. They're not really leaning on you as much as they were. So you were starting to think about how you were going to get back into the workforce. I think when you walk someone to their death, you know, and you spend that kind of time with them and you have those candid conversations, you realize that you want to do things, you know, to fulfill, you know, be fulfilling in your life. Agreed. And definitely. So something happened after she died. It's like, you know, I want to do something new. I want to do something that, you know, I could look back and say, hey, you know, I might have failed and that's okay. And I might fly and that's cool too. Mm -hmm. But hey, at least I tried. I learned something. And I think that that was a good way for me to focus not on uh, grief and what I've lost, but to kind of channel some of that into okay. giving for others. And what I think is really cool is, I mean, it's, it's not cool, but uh, the most gift baskets that I have done out of all the gift baskets I've done since is the, um, the amount of condolence baskets. I mean, that's, that's not cool, but, but the amount of condolence, <laughs> I know that, that probably it is, no, it is cool though, but, but I've done the most of condolence baskets and with each basket I do with that, it's very therapeutic because I know that the end user, you know, I know that yep. the end, the end receiver yep. is going to feel something so special. Yep. And, um, that means a lot to me. It's very therapeutic. 
I think that's fantastic. I What I think that a lot of people miss out on in life is when they start sitting there and decide that they're going to think themselves to death and right on out of something. Yes. They're going to sit there and go, you know, well, what if I do this? What if I do this? And then they get so lost in thought, they don't ever do it. But it's like, yeah, but what if you didn't have those problems? Right. What if you did, like you just said, what if you fly? <laughs> what if you succeed? Yeah. Everyone always just thinks I'm going to fail. It's probably going to fail. Yeah. But, you know, um, a lot of people forget that some of the biggest geniuses, the most successful people started businesses out out of their garage at first, you know, not everybody starts out a millionaire. Right. And that, I think that that's really important to um, realize. And what I've had to realize too, is you just kind of start, you just do it. Yep. And I, you know, here, let me, let me, any surprise, you will fail. You will fail at some point in time. You are going to experience But failures. you got to overcome it. And, and you can either, you know, take your ball and go home or you can continue, you know, you could learn from it and say, well, you know what? And now I know, and that was a good learning, and then you can do better and do better. And that's, I think, um, anyone that has succeeded that we look at and be like, oh, my gosh, they're so successful. They started somewhere. They have failed before. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back to talk more about exactly where your successful business is going. We'll be right back. A brown and yellow basket I send a letter to my mommy On the way I dropped it I dropped it, I dropped it Welcome back. So I think it's great because where I was headed is exactly what one of our newest junior producers was wondering. What are in the baskets? <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about that. So um, the actual way, first of all, that I met you was I'm actually um, working with someone that's a local new business owner as well. And she's opening uh, basically a shop collective for local artisans and local small business owners to kind of um, rent booth space and showcase what they love to do, you know, and for you, it just so happens that this is your new business venture that you are so excited about. And when I first met you, I could tell you were on fire with excitement about this, but also a giant bundle of nerves about, I don't know where this is going, but I'm hoping it's something great. (laughs) So, so I think it's cool. Um, your, your, such your area is set up to where it's, baskets and then all the different things you could put in there so people could come in make their own baskets but also you're wanting to start a a business opportunity where people can put in like monthly orders or maybe have something to where they can just place orders for specialty baskets here and there so let's talk a little bit about that so how many uh, at what point rather before i say how many at what point did you realize i'm going to go ahead and make this an official business and I'm going to start marketing this. How did you go about that process? For those who are entrepreneurs out there wondering, where the hell do you start? <laughs> well, um, when I first started, I thought, okay, I, I don't have a whole lot of money, you know, because what you don't want to do is, you know, dump a lot of money into something that you don't have, unless you have a lot saved up. Right. And you hadn't been saving because right. this wasn't I, a huge yeah, plan. This, this was like, you know, <laughs> I thought of this last night. So let's try this. Yeah, it's totally not me. But grief kind of does that to you. It's like, you know what? <laughs> we only have one life. So let's let's try this. Exactly. And uh, if you've ever shopped for baskets, they're kind of expensive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I went around to um, the Facebook market a lot. And uh-huh. people would were be oh, never used baskets or barely used or whatever. Right. And then I would bring them home and, and make sure they were all sanitized. And um, I would, I tried painting them and I found I'm not a painter. I have no chill. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait for the paint to dry. So, right. okay. 
<laughs> and then you're already mucking it up. <laughs> I am. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if this is for me, but we'll keep on trying. And um, I, I just, I would put flowers in them. That's how I decorated. Instead of, uh, I would put a lot of floral in them because I actually love to decorate flowers. Okay. And then um, I got a couple, or, you know, I told everyone, hey, this is what I'm doing. And, but. How long, first, now, by the way, how long ago was that? Oh my gosh. It was September. So, I mean, because here's what I'm getting at too with that. So, if this just happened in September of yeah. 2020, yeah. by the time I saw you just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you already looked so polished. <laughs> so, I mean, you've really done a lot in a short time. <laughs> Thank you. So, you should kudos to you for that. That's a huge accomplishment. So, that was in September. So, how many orders did you start pulling together in the first month, let's say? Uh-huh. Um, well, I, I gave them away for free for promos. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so yeah, I was going in the hole. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's usually the way it works. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, you can tell people, oh, I'm going to do this, but you're not, the, the orders aren't going to like come flying in. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And so I had to also learn photography. So what I would do is I would make a basket and then I, um, started playing around in Lightroom okay. and getting, um, used to taking pictures of your product right and what looks good and what doesn't right and you you'd get a few orders here and a few orders there and i i would say how were you marketing yourself on facebook okay just on facebook because through marketplace no no um just by with with my friends oh okay okay it was it was a slow because if i had too many people (laughs) then i wouldn't have the inventory for that and what i was doing is i was going to like kohl's and going into their, what, $3 section. Yeah, their clearance their, sections yes. and stuff, yeah. And so, I, um, 4th of July, I got a lot of Easter stuff. And I was like, okay. well, it, that used to be 20 now it's 3 And I'm going to buy that because, you know, in, next Easter. Right. And that's how I started doing that. I was afraid to actually put anything on um, a website, pictures like that, because when you have, like, let's say, Bath and Body Works, they probably wouldn't appreciate oh, right. me um, advertising that I'm working with Bath and Body Works products. And so... That's interesting. I guess I wouldn't have thought of that yeah. because, I mean, you're buying it. But yeah. So yeah. what did you start to do to navigate around that? I got a seller's license so that I could... There you go. So that I could wholesale. There you go. And I am actually would love to blog about this because it's not, this isn't um, something that a lot of people know about because people... Are like, well, how how do you do that? And yeah, one of the things you had said to me was you just kind of stumbled into the fact that if you buy more of yes. something, you get it for a lot less per piece. Yes. So that's how you kind of started to pursue getting your seller's license for wholesale. Y- yes, and I also well, I also found out it's illegal for me to sell things mm-hmm. um, in in Virginia or probably anywhere without collecting taxes on it oh absolutely and oh it, my gosh yes so so yeah I had a a business license and I had. An LLC. Yep. And to protect yourself. Okay. I'm sure you know now what LLC stands for, right? Yes. Limited liability. <laughs> yes. So that means go ahead and take all my baskets, but I'm keeping my okay. house. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yep. And, and I got a seller's license. And with that seller's license, you can go into wholesale wholesale sites. Right. And they sell them at a very reduced price, normally about 50% of what you're buying them you know, yep. for at the store. But the thing is, is that you have to buy uh, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So I kid you not, I um, emptied out my closet and I had a, what you've seen at my store before. Okay. That was in my closet. Which was what? All the inventory. Wait, all the stuff that you have right now was stuff that you already just had. I did. Holy moly. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and she's talking like necklaces, earrings. Which is why my husband is so glad when we finally, he's like, oh, thank God, because it got to the point I was like, I'm not sure what to wear today. You know, what necklace? I think I'm going to go shop in my inventory. And he's like, oh, my God, this is a bad idea. Right, so, right. So I told him the rent for the price. And he's like, "That that's a steal compared yep. to what's what's going to happen here. Wow. So you had all that because you'd been stockpiling, but it was all yeah. at home. So instead of selling it, you were just going through it. Well, but I was doing both. Right. Yeah. But so now it's, it's not sell. at your house. So it's at the shop. Yes. So do you want to go ahead and say the name of the shop of where you're at? So you're going to be over at Bayside Artisan Shops. Yes. And they're having their grand opening, which they is are. this weekend. Yes, they're so having it tomorrow. That's exciting. It so is. that's over on Independence Boulevard. And it's cool because um, how did you go ahead? Were you just driving by and you saw a sign for that space or what? No, I was on um, Facebook Market because I had been looking. I was running out of closet space. I hadn't been using up my inventory fast enough. And... Um, and I, I wanted to see if there was any, I could not afford to open up a shop all by myself. So Absolutely. I to, the rents are ridiculous. Yes. So I wanted to see if maybe there was anyone that was advertising, hey, um, let's go in together or something oh, like that. Wow. Okay. And that's when I found Vendors Wanted. And that was, that was Kim's. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And that's, that brought me to Bayside Artisan. And it was like, yes. This would be perfect. I've got to tell you, this is a lot of reason why, and for those who are listening, this is a huge reason why I do not like to know a lot of information going into interviews. I literally had no idea that you just started this in September. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, um, you need to go check her out. She's over at Bayside Artisan Shops. It's Baskets Bespoke. I don't even think we've said the name of your business yet. Are you going to have a website? I am. And what's funny is I have made three of them, and I kind of kept changing my business model. Um, I'm, okay, I'm going that will to. happen a lot. I'll tell you now. Yes. And now that I'm in, in the retail, you know, I'm actually in a retail spot. Yep. Uh, um, I feel like I can go ahead now and in the grand openings tomorrow. And I've been working cause I've been working, you know, tirelessly trying to get that set up. So that's what I'm going to work on. Um, next is getting the, the website. I'm so excited for you. I think that you're onto something really big. Um, and it just so happens, I have to say it too. It just so happens that the reason she looks so polished is because her husband just so happens to be really good with woodworking. Yes. So, so she has this like fantastic sign and all these amazing cutting boards. And she's just like, oh, my husband made them. I'm like, what the hell is that? Who can say that? So that's another thing. I think that the, that the pandemic that came out of the pandemic, you know, you're stuck at home. And so you decided he's a woodworker? Yes. You have to remember Remember that when when we first got married, we didn't even know how to change a light bulb. Oh <laughs> you know? my gracious! It's like well, we're gonna have to hire this done. <laughs> and and he was a com- he was my computer nerd. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was a mom. And now all of a sudden, I'm talking to suppliers, and he's out there woodworking. And and all oh, this came fantastic. Yeah. So so this is all because of you know quarantine and just kind of exploring new things. I think that you know what's interesting about what you're saying is I think that there's a lot of people out there that all of a sudden realized, oh my gosh, I really love cooking. Oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't realize I really like you know redoing my clothing or I like to refinish spaces yeah. because now I'm at home and. I I'm looking at how dumb this room looks and now I can f- just refinish it. And what an amazing job I just did. Like, yeah, there's a lot I think that's coming out of this for the better, yes. believe it or not. Yeah. But I think that's so great. What a great use of time. What a fantastic story uh, for a business 
background. So I wish you the best. I know that you will be back in the future. I know you don't know that yet, but you will. I know you will. I will. So thank you so much. And you're going to be with us for at least one more segment, maybe hopefully two. So we will stick around. And remember when you were coming in here and I was talking to you and I said, you know, you should come over here. And like you said, you're going to cut your teeth here for the first time. And Guys, this is my first time. And do you remember what I told you? Just trust me. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. 